This episode of the Psychology Hour will address setting healthy boundaries on social media. And most of us are on at least one of these platforms like Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram with help from Dr. Robin Gobin, an assistant professor at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, published author and developer of the iPhone app Transform You for personal wellness and licensed clinical psychologist in Illinois. Robin, welcome and thanks for being here. Thank you, Daniel. I'm looking forward to us having a really good discussion around social media today. You know, Robin, I, I start this conversation a little hesitant because I'm worried by the time we finish talking, you'll have convinced that I'm on social media too much, <laughs> um, which is in fact a distinct possibility. I mean, who, who doesn't enjoy seeing all of these likes and, and retweets? Yeah, I mean, you know, social media is um, incredible. <laughs> There's so much that we can do with social media. Um, it helps us to feel connected with other people. Uh, we feel like we can get glimpses into the people's lives who we care about. Um, also, it demystifies celebrities for us. I know um, back in the day, all we could do is read about them in magazines, but now we can follow them on Instagram and Snapchat and kind of look into their lives. And so it feels um, like there's a lot to do there. And with that, um, in some cases, we can spend hours in the day, um, you know, on those different platforms that you mentioned combined. Um, and so we all love it. Um, but sometimes we just have to kind of think about that. Sometimes it can have some downsides. So the downsides is that sometimes people go on social media and they um, leave feeling worse than they felt when they got on social media because sometimes there's um, a sense of looking at someone else's life and feeling like, well, I don't measure up or I'm not as, um, you know, well off as them or I'm not as um, accomplished as this other person. So there's definitely that possibility for social comparison that can have negative impacts on our mood um, or our self-esteem or our self-image. And, and definitely research has shown um, kind of national data looking at Generation Z that there there is a lot of stresses that come from social media, one of those being cyberbullying. Sometimes um, in high school even, or starting as early as elementary school, um, people are being bullied or um, harassed on social media. So those can be some of the downsides. And I think it's just really important for us to uh, remember that there are pros and some drawbacks to using social media. And so that's why it's important for us to set those boundaries. With a clear pro being, you know, it feels good to be socially connected, but there are those real challenges and, and some downsides that you outline. But there's an important piece here. How much time am I on, on these different platforms, separately, combined? That makes me wonder, from your perspective, how might, how might I know? Like, am I, am I on social media too much? What should I be asking myself? Yes. So one of the very objective measures, because I think that sometimes we can get to a place where you just get so engulfed when you're on social media, 30 minutes or an hour can pass by, and you have no idea, no clue. But some of the smartphones that a lot of us own these days actually have started tracking our screen time and track, and you can track on your phone looking at an objective measure how long you've spent over the week or over a given day on different social media sites. So I would say that that's a way for you to get a very accurate and objective measure to see how long you've been on. And with regard to how much is too much, I think really thinking about 
the hours that you have in the day and looking at how much time have I spent on social media? Like, do you feel that that is too much time? Looking at the impacts again on how you feel, comparing how you feel when you go on versus how you feel while you're actually scrolling or when you get off of social media. Has there been a decline or a change in my mood or how am I looking at myself, my self-image? What kinds of conversations am I having on social media? Um, What kinds of information, whether that be news or social information, am I internalizing or am I allowing in my mental space? I think it's very important for us to be thoughtful, just as we are about um, what types of foods that we ingest and take into our bodies. We're ingesting information when we are on social media. And so thinking about what is going to be the most healthy forms of of ingestment for us when we're on social media, are we um, looking at content that makes us feel threatened or makes us feel unsafe or um, just unhappy and seeing if there might be um, space to modify the types of um, social media that you're consuming or in fact lowering the amount of time that you're spending on social media. And the last piece I'll say there is, are you using social media at times that you should be doing other things. So like, are you, um, you know, scrolling while you're at work? Or did you make a promise to yourself that you would meal prep for the week? And instead of meal prepping, you're finding that you've lost that time spent on social media. So that might be an indication that you're spending too much time if you are letting go of other obligations or not fulfilling other responsibilities or promises that you've made to yourself. I um, mean, you're just um, spending that time on social media. We're talking about managing a boundary right now of mm-hmm. what is a way I can use these platforms in a way that is empowering to me, that, that makes me feel socially connected. Mm-hmm. And that, those things that you described, like how much time am I really on here? Am I turning yes. down other activities? Those are those sort of questions that could say like, well, maybe that's crossing over that boundary that I want to establish for myself for this to really be something that's healthy for me. Like, mm-hmm. And in that vein, what would the healthier boundary side of this look mm-hmm. like? Yeah, so I think one thing to think about is, again, how much time are you spending and maybe thinking about putting a time limit on that. For some people that might work and one thing that you can do on your phone, actually, is you can put limits you can limit screen time on social media so you can put on your phone like I will only be on Instagram for an hour each day and it'll give you a warning like when you're kind of close to your limit that you've put and then it'll also let you know when you've kind of gone over that limit that you created for yourself so that's one important thing that you could do to create a a healthy boundary another piece of of social media boundaries is thinking about the type of people that you're following, like what shows up on your timeline on Facebook or Instagram, and being really thoughtful about, um, are there people that I need to unfollow? Not because, you know, I'm a mean person, or I don't like them, but just because the type of content that they typically post leaves me feeling not great about myself or not safe in the world. Um, And that's really important to think about how are you feeling when you're engaged with this? So really checking in with yourself and your body and monitoring that in addition to logging and tracking, like how much time are you using social media? And then maybe even coming up with a a buddy system where you can ask someone 
you know, I'm trying to set this limit around social media. Can you help hold me accountable and be my accountability buddy with regard to social media that can really be uh, useful to help you really kind of stick to this goal? Because we know when we set goals, sometimes they can be really challenging to achieve, especially when the thing that we're wanting to limit is so appealing like social media is. You're advocating a different approach to social media than I think I oftentimes hear, which is a kind of more is better, better approach where, you know, we, I've heard that phrase influencer where the, the notion is it's it, the more followers you have on Instagram, so to say that that's, that's a good thing. But what I'm hearing from you is it's like, well, maybe that's not the end goal. Maybe the goal here is to really be thinking about that boundary with social media. And I like when you said, you know, go ahead and write some of those boundaries down. What are the boundaries for me that, that I want to adhere to and get some friends involved to help create a system of accountability and reward yourself when those boundaries are, are maintained? I think those yeah. are all really great pieces of, um, of advice to be considering. Pulling from this conversation, and I can, I can just hear, I could, it seems reasonable that people might be wondering if their own social media use is, <laughs> is then in fact problematic and if that's then influencing their mood. I mean, is that type of a question something that is a valid reason to go speak with, say, a, a, a health service psychologist like yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely if you're noticing that things are showing up for you with regard to your time on social media, that would be important for you to bring up and, and think about if you're already in therapy to bring up with your therapist. But if you're not in therapy, to think about like, is this it has my social media time kind of like exposed um, something that has been kind of simmering at the surface and has it brought it to light and might there be some use for me to address this and think about um, delving deeper into this issue. So definitely I would think that that, that makes a lot of sense to think about that. Um, one example I'll give is definitely in the height of the Me Too movement around um, women kind of speaking up and, and kind of bonding with other women uh, across uh, social media with regard to acknowledging they've experienced sexual harassment or sexual assault. For a lot of people that brought up old wounds that they hadn't addressed with regard to having a history of sexual assault that maybe they hadn't addressed in therapy and hadn't talked about and now was an opportunity for them to start thinking about that. And a lot of people found themselves seeking out mental health support or treatment because this issue was like so publicized in social media. So that can be an example of that. I appreciate what you're saying about managing that boundary on social media. And at, and at times, there can be a real tendency for social media platforms to stir up experiences that, that have been a part of your life that have been challenging and, and really distressing. And so I think there is that really important place to recognize that and, and use that as an opportunity to, to connect to a psychologist or, or another mental health professional, as you've described. This has been the Psychology Hour from the National Register of Health Service Psychologists. I'm Daniel Elkert, thanking our guest, Dr. Robin Gobin, for their time and perspectives on setting healthy boundaries on social media. And a note to our listeners, as always, that this conversation, it's intended for general information and discussion purposes only, and is not meant to provide formal mental health advice. If you have questions about your social media use and how that influences your mental health, please consult with a mental health professional as described in this episode and on the National Register's website, findapsychologist.org.